Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you looking for that one-of-a-kind Christmas or birthday gift? If so, head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com and check out the best gifts for outdoorsmen for 2021. We've curated a bunch of unique ideas to help you find an awesome gift for the outdoorsmen on your list. Just head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com slash best fishing gifts for outdoorsmen and check it out. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Hey guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and the Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all and they do it well. It's what they do for a living, so they're really good at it. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Man, it's, uh, it is December in Alabama. We've got the, uh, we got the crazy in shorts one day, got the heater on with a jacket the next, uh, sunny one day, rainy the next. Weather's just kind of all over the board right now, but such is, such is December in Alabama, right? You don't ever know whether you're going to be in, uh, in coveralls and freezing to death on Christmas or, or, or in shorts and, um, and a pullover. So it's what it is, man. And, and, and I love, I love hearing how this weather, uh, affects the fish in our state. I know that it does. I know that, that some guys love it. Some guys, maybe not so much. And, uh, it's, it's, it can be a very trying time of the year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into that and in fact let's go on and just dive right into it and get our first guest in here with the kusa talapusa report captain zeke what's going on my friend hey nothing much doing good how about you i'm doing good man i'm doing good i'm still i'm still kind of on a high from our, our last week's episode and uh and and then it actually aired on tv uh i think it was sunday afternoon i got to watch logan and and Logan Parks and Hunter win um win that million dollar check, man. That was a what a thrill for those young young yeah. men. Yes, sir. Yeah, both both of them guys are friends of mine, and uh, glad to call them friends. And I was happy for them. I got to talk personally with Tucker uh, about about a week later. He was at a tournament I was fishing on Logan Martin, and uh, I got to talk with him personally and got to get the inside details. You know, so I was happy for them guys. Well, I tell you, man, and, and, and you're the same way, Zeke, and, and that's why you're friends with these guys. I mean, it's just I, I love having those guys on that are that are that are trying to get it done and that know how to get it done. But man, they're just so humble and and yeah. just good Christian young men. They're just a breath of fresh air to have on the on the show, and you know, and, and, and you're the same way. And uh, so so we appreciate appreciate all you guys, but. Man, let's talk about uh, Logan Martin. Have you been fishing more there or more Lay Lake? Yes, sir. Yeah. No, this, when November hits and uh, the first of December, I'm about 90% on Logan Martin um, when it comes to this time of year. And it's absolutely one of my favorite times of year to fish. And my track record, if you look at it, if it had a chart, my spike every year is around this time of year. So mainly logan martin i did go to lay i did fish a couple of tournaments on lay and uh but no logan martin is my my home this time of year for sure so and and you say this is like getting into your favorite time of the year what is it about this time of year that makes logan martin special well first of all that we we start the winter drawdown in about mid-october uh every year so what what that means is the water falls to its winter pool which is about five foot from normal levels so what happens is a lot of that stuff 
I guess it gives them a little little less place to live, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so instead of you know them being way in the back of his pocket, they have to be kind of out on the river or they have to be uh, somewhere with deep water access. So a lot of those pockets that are real shallow, they can't live them live in them anymore because well, there's no water there. So right, uh, that's one that's one thing I like about it. Uh, two, the fish are really starting to transition and they're showing up more and more every day to their to their uh, wintertime places and. And, with, and just like the introduction to the show, what you said, one day we're in shorts, the next day we're in uh, uh, coveralls and stuff. So it's it's been, I've been having to catch, I've been catching a lot of fish, but one day it's uh, doing it this way. And the next day, you know, something, something completely different. So been kind of, they've been kind of keeping me on my toes this year. It hadn't been as consistent as it usually is, but it, nonetheless, it is, it is good fishing right now. Do the fish, when we talk about them moving into the winter pattern, and, and I want you to dive into what their winter pattern is, but right. is that, do you think that's more based on the drawdown uh, or, or is it more based on water temperature? Yeah. So these fish, they're conditioned to the winter drawdown. I mean, they, you know, especially the older fish, I guess, that have lived here for longer, of course. Uh, and what I mean by that, even they don't bring the water back up to the end of April. And what that does is a lot of those fish, a lot of those big females will actually spawn as late as May or um, the mid-time, mid-month in May. And they'll wait for that water to come back up so they can spawn in shallower water, I guess. But I, I, that's the only, one of the few lakes I see that happen on is just because those fish are used to it. And they know that water is about to climb when they feel it start going up. I really feel like they know what's going on. So when that water starts to drop, they know, they know what's going on. So it's getting time for them to feed up and, and, uh, get, get on those wintertime places. Now what I'm calling the wintertime place is either, uh, a at, lately here has been a little bit suspended fish. So they're getting in those, those ditches, they're getting in, they're staying in the deeper water a little bit more than, than they usually are now. Not to say I haven't been catching, I've been catching fish on top water lately, uh, just because we've had those seventy degree days, and if you those if you have those seventy degree days, especially towards the end of the day, that water temp's going to rise two to three degrees, and that just right. that little bit of rise, you can catch fish on top water. You can catch them super shallow on clay and, and those rocky points all around the river. And like I said, you you kind of have to fish the conditions right now. So like this morning, it was real windy and cloudy. So I'm probably going to try to target those wind blown points and those look, looking for birds and looking where I, I think the most activity is going on but if it was like this afternoon it actually turned off kind of slick calm and it was real sunny and it actually felt a little warm out like i actually had to i was working outside and had to take my jacket off so those fish can feel that and then those fish that might have been sitting out there in that ditch will actually pull up on a flat or or pull up on a point and you can catch them on top water like a spook or or a square bill's real, been real good lately as well nice man well when you you know, and that's one of the cool things, uh, you know, about about this time of year and, and with the temperature changes that we have is uh, you don't get bored, right? I mean, one day you're in, you're fishing deep water with suspended fish and the next next day you pop in a spook and uh, yeah, yeah. you can just do so many different things just depending on what the weather is doing and the conditions right. are. But at some point, the water temperature is going to, you know, it, it get down fairly low and and we'll still have our warm days and where fish come up but but when we're talking about fish you know going into a wintertime pattern and and i know it's different on different lakes but as far as logan martin goes i mean what kind of you know they move to deeper water what does deeper water mean are we talking 15 foot are we talking 25 foot how deep yeah so so once they get in that full-time winter pattern, usually my target depth, I, my boat will sit sometimes as deep as 50 foot, which is, you know, unheard of. You know, a lot of people don't fish that deep on Logan Martin, but the fish aren't sitting that deep. So most of the time, if it's a real cloudy, windy day and it's cold, I'm going to fish and 15 to 20 foot usually. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my go-to to start at. That's my starting point. But uh even catching suspended fish when it's sunny, if it's a warmer day, a lot of those fish will move up. The, and the, what they're doing is they're following those shad. That's that's the number one key this time of year is finding the shad and following those shad. Now, most of the time what happens is, is when we're starting to get the rain now and we're starting to get the cooler nights. So those creeks and stuff, uh, I'll take an example, the Red Barn or 
or the Cropwell Creek, which is kind of down near the end of the lake, has a lot of humps and points. And what happens is the water temp will get colder on that river and the creeks will be one degree, two degrees warmer. So a lot of those shad will move into those creeks. And I'll look around those humps and off the end of those points. And, I, and I'm using live scope mainly, you know, just looking for fish and panoing and looking for those suspended fish. And they don't really hang around anything. They don't, they, they're not hanging around structure or, or most of the time. Now, they, my boat would be sitting off the side of a hump or a point. So I, I try to stay kind of close because that's usually where the bass are going to be. And you can get out in the middle if you're looking for, you know, stripe or something like that. I'll, I'll go and look out even deeper. But the bass are relatively going to be close to something like a, a hump or a point most of the time. And finding uh, birds as well. And I'm talking about seagulls. And you see, if you see those seagulls diving or any type of crane or something diving, you know, there's something. There's one, there's shad there. And two, there's probably active fish around those, around those yeah, and, birds. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's what you just hit on part of my next question. And, you know, we, we heard, um, you know, heard Logan and, and Tucker talking about when they, when they won the, the tournament on Table Rock, you know, they saw the birds diving and, and knew there was. Right bait there which meant there were bass there and and probably active um mm -hmm. so that that's kind of if if i come to if i'm somebody that, that that i don't know logan martin like you do and don't fish it all the time and and i come there and i'm like okay i hear these guys talking about finding chad finding bait fish finding bait fish do you just put your live scope in the water or your side scan in the water and start trolling where's the starting point i mean do you kind of go to the mouth of the creeks do you go to the points yeah. i mean because you know a newcomer to that lake he might not know where the humps are and right, stuff right. so where's the starting point so yeah if i sit the boat in the water and uh, and i'm having to do this right now as we speak because those fish are moving so much right now it's it, it's good fishing but it, it, they're moving a lot so if I was a newcomer to Logan Martin and I put in at Town and Country, which is one of the main ramps on the lower end of the lake, and I fish on the lower end a lot once we get deeper into the wintertime and that water temp gets around 51 or 47 to 51, something like that, I usually tend to make my migration back down to that lower end of the lake. So if I was somebody putting in it down there, first of all, you know, like I said, just look, look for birds. If you don't see any birds, go, look, I look on my map and I'm going to start scanning. So I'm going to look for either a, a deeper hump or I'm going to look for the deeper. They really like road beds as well. And, and the hummingbird map, the Lake Master map shows every road bed in, in the lake pretty much. So it, there's no secret to it. And you can follow those road beds and I'll start graphing. And I'm using my hummingbird, my side scan, down scan. I'm going to look for shad and I'm going to look for fish feeding on those shad. Uh, whether they're suspended or on the bottom. A lot of people don't use their graphs for for you know suspended fish like that but it's really how i break it down real quick and of course i know spots from the past sure but anybody can find shad and find the bait fish and find and see if there's you know bigger dots hanging around those bait balls so once i find that and that bait just I'll when you, you just said like bait balls right there i mean it's you're literally when you're when you're looking on that pan optics or or or, or side scan either one i i guess i mean it's literally it's a ball of bait right i mean that's what you right. see on your scanner that's what you're looking for yes sir yeah yeah i'm, I'm looking for the i'm looking for bait fish that's gonna be my number one deal and uh once i find that i'm gonna put the panoptics in the water and 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 you and you don't have to have panoptics i take people that don't have it and they're like oh well, i gotta get it well no i did it years with just regular 2d sonar so anyways the, the pano does help break down those suspended fish a lot quicker because i can tell what they are most of the time whether they're bass or if they look too big they might be striped or someone might be crappie and you, you, honestly fishing like that it took me a while to figure it out myself so once you get it down it, it's it comes to you naturally but the once i put the the pano in the water i'm gonna look around that bait ball i might set a waypoint and i look around that bait and if i start catching fish of course i'm gonna follow that bait and I'm going to follow those fish, and they might take me out in the middle of the river channel, you know, sometimes. I might just be fishing out there, but I, all I'm doing is chasing those fish, you know, that are roaming. And right. Not saying I can't catch them on the bank as well. Like, I'll, I'll if, I, if I can't get on anything out there, a lot of times my go-to is picking up a red square bill or 
or picking up a chatterbait if the water's dirty and, and just going down riverbanks or real, you know, close to deep water still. You can catch fish doing that as well, but it's so much fun because you can catch everything in the lake when you're doing that. And you can catch good fish doing it too. And those, those big spots, they'll, they'll suspend out there and you can catch big spots. Now, what I usually throw, uh, I'll go ahead and talk about what I throw in those yeah. big balls. You know, number one, uh, it's got to be the A-Rig. I mean, that's just the, you know, the A1, day one bait to throw on suspended fish. And that's why it was so good when it first came out because it was targeting fish we'd never fished for, for, you know, suspended fish, you know. Right. And throwing around those bridges, like bridges on Gunnersville and stuff, those fish have never seen, one, a bunch of baits on one lure, but that, that, those fish never really saw a bait that, that looked like that. But that would be my first choice most of the time, especially if it's windy. Uh, but some some days you get those real, real slick, calm days, and you can get those real high-pressure days. I'll usually either A, I throw a 2.8 uh, Rage Swimmer uh, by Strike King, or I throw the Baby Z2, which is actually a fluke-style bait. It's a, about a three-and-a-half-inch long bait, straight tail uh, fluke. And I put, usually put that both of those baits, I put on like a 316-ounce ball-headed jig uh, with a little small hook in it. And that bait, it, it looks like you're crappie fishing, but I, I can tell you I've caught a lot of big bass and really big stripe doing that as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, a lot of people are throwing. I think they're starting to get conditioned to the A-Rig as well. I've noticed it more and more as the years come by. And finesse fishing like that, especially for suspended fish, they're feeding on three to four inch shad. They're not really that big, uh, sometimes even two inch shad. So matching the hatch is real important on those on those uh, suspended fish. And plus, panoptics will tell you, if I throw a rig out there and they're chasing and not eating it, I'll immediately switch over to something, one of those two baits. And those are really my three baits for suspended fish. Honestly, I don't throw anything else. Yeah, because you, 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 you start with that A-rig, and if, and, and if you throw it out there and, 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 they don't, and those fish aren't reacting to it, you see that on the panoptics, and, you, and that, that's right. when you go, okay, I, I know what to do now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this finesse bait on. Exactly. And, yeah. You can break it down so quick now. It's, it's, it's unreal. Now, people with 2D sonar, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I used to do. If, if you don't have panoptics, you can still do this. So you can throw the rig. Now you want to get to where you know. I used to count down the rig. So what I mean is, I knew my bait sunk about a foot per second. So if I saw the fish that were in 12 foot, I'd count you know 12 seconds. If they're in seven foot, I'd count to seven. So and then just start a steady retrieve. Now the swim bait and the mainly the the street or not the, street, uh, the baby Z2 the fluke bait. That's going to be more of video game fishing watching them on my graph and dropping straight down off the edge of the trolling motor and you can still i still i still have my 2d sonar hooked up just to give me a different perspective sometimes it's you know because sometimes pano it'll pick up fish below you as well but i i can really tell what size the fish are and stuff on pano and have that 2d comparison as well so i still run 2d even though i do have pano now very cool man very cool well, it, I mean, are you mainly catching? Um, are you mainly catching spots? Is that mainly what you're targeting? Yes, sir. Yeah. So last year, about about this time, really, uh, December, January, we were catching a lot of good spots, and a, a big one for you know we we caught a couple fours, but our main size would be two and a half to three pounds on a good day. You know, we'd have sixteen pounds, you know, in our best five, which is a real good day now and in the winter time, and we we'd average, you know sometimes 20 to 30 fish on a good day. You know, some days we'd catch 10, but most of the time 15 to 20 would, would be that number. And then we've had days upper, you know, in the 60s sometimes if the weather's perfect, you know, and you right. really found those balled up, you know, in a, in a either in a, in a ditch or on the end of a point or on a hump. If you found a school, a big school of fish, it just depends on how big a school you found. Yeah, it's mainly 90% of its spots. Now, we did, towards the end of February, we started seeing a lot of big largemouth show up out there suspended uh it was pretty interesting to see that because yeah i never i never really fished like that that later in the year because i usually stop doing it because i usually around the end of february things start to warm up sometimes and the, the bank you know gets really on those fish those pre-spawn fish start moving up so last year i kind of fished the winter pattern a little bit longer than i usually did and then a lot of large mouth started showing up and uh you'll have the surprise you know 18 to 20 pound saltwater stripe as well which is real fun on a spinning run 
not in not in the tournament, but you know, when you're having fun, I do like. Well, Yo, it's a lot clothes. of fun. Absolutely, you hooked up to those guys. That's a lot of fun. Those, those are fun as long as you're not in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not in the tournament, that's right. Because then you're not targeting it. But uh, that's the that's the cool thing about Logan. There's, there's you know there's a lot of fish in the lake and those stripes add a add a little bit of extra fun or or uh, the big catfish y'all got in there is a lot of fun sometimes too. So oh, yeah. Yeah, we, hey, we've caught some. We've caught some twenty, probably fifteen and twenty pounders on a little tiny swim bait before, and those things will suspend out there with those fish. I didn't really think a catfish would suspend, but they they do sometimes. I didn't think they would either. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, man, they're just, they like following the, the bait just like everything else. They're hungry, right? right? Yeah, we all follow the bait. I know I do. But uh, man, that's good stuff, man. It it sounds like it's a good time of the year to to be catching fish and and guys if y'all are listening you know be sure and reach out to zeke and and book a trip with him uh as you can tell with him on the show the guy knows his stuff knows how to catch fish he knows the lake and probably gonna learn a lot when you go with him and uh so obviously i got to get a tip of the day from you zeke if there if there's a tip for this weekend somebody coming in fishing uh what would their tip be uh well find the bait uh, I know that, that sounds cliche, but that it is a very big part of my plan every time I go out this time of year. And 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 I, I would say when I say find the bait, maybe I should say find the active fish that are around the bait. So you might see bait, and looking at that panoptics, it's going to tell you real quick if there's fish feeding on those on that bait fish, of course. But if you don't see you know anything feeding on the bait fish, I'd keep moving until I found or until I find. Uh, some more active fish and and there's always it, it changes daily but there if you keep moving around and find the right bait and and find it you know the, the active fish you're gonna have a good day good stuff man that's a great tip well if somebody wants to come out there and fish with you what's the best way to get in touch with you brother uh yes sir uh either of my social media accounts Z gossett on facebook or zpg fishing on instagram is a great way to contact me and uh zpgfishing.com as well Good stuff. Guys, y'all give Zeke a call and uh, book a trip with him. You won't regret it. You'll catch a lot of fish. So, all right, Zeke, man, we appreciate you, brother. Always love having you on here. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right. All right, guys, let's take just a minute and hear from some of our sponsors. All right, guys, that wraps up another great segment. Y'all take a minute to check out some fishing tournaments coming up near you. Mobile Bay Kayak Fishing Association is hosting a free December fish out sponsored in part by Hummingbird. Fishing boundaries are from Navarra Beach Causeway to the east and to the west boundary is the Mississippi River. One lucky winner will win a Helix 9 fish finder valued at over $1,500. There is an undisclosed mystery link. The angler who catches the first speckled trout matching our closest to the mystery link wins the Hummingbird Helix 9 fish finder. There are also prizes for first, second, and third place determined by aggregate links of three speckled trout. Big fish prizes will also be awarded on a weekly basis. Fishing hosts last from 12-4-2021 to 12-31-2021. The mystery links will be revealed when the tournament closes. To register, simply download Fishing Chaos app or go to www.fishingchaos.com and register for a free Fishing Chaos user account. Then go to the club tab on the left side of the menu. Find the MBKFA club. Join the club. There's a free membership option. After joining the club, go to the tournaments at the bottom of the club page and register for the December fish-off. And brought to you by Mustad Fishing. One in four hooks in the world is made by Mustad Fishing. See why they're the best-selling hook brand in the world and enjoy 25% off your next order at mustad fishing.com by using code great days at checkout all right guys welcome back to the show great segment love hearing what those fish are doing on logan martin i know zeke he knows how to catch them but let's head on down south man i also love going down there and talking about you faller and ain't nobody i'd rather talk to about it than my man clayton bass clayton what's going on my friend no not much you know you're standing in the woods and on the water hey man it's it's uh it's love this time of the year brother because we hey them warm days we don't want to climb up a tree we can go get in the boat and go fishing that's right i get 
I got my buggy hooked up, and it's sitting right next to the boat, so I'm swapping between the buggy and the boat every day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, me and you can sit on this thing. We we can sit here and turn this into a deer hunting podcast in a hurry, and uh, if we wanted to. But we we we're gonna talk about fishing, man. What what are the fish doing in Ufaula right now? Are we catching anything? We're catching them. Uh, you got some stuff that's gonna be changing. We had just had a bunch of rain the last three days. I looked for the lake to come up just a little bit. Uh, it's gonna stain up a little bit, which is gonna help that shallow bite a little bit more. Right now, it's pretty clear up on the bank, having to catch them. Uh, you catch some on a swim jig, some on a spinnerbait. I look for those two bites to really kick up here in the next couple of weeks, with a, especially with the stained water we're getting. Mm-hmm. Right now, with it being clear up there on the hill, we're having to catch them, slow down a little bit, catching some flipping, punching, and some on just soft plastics up on the grass. Hey, I, I hear you talk about grass fishing, man. That's a normal. You usually talk about some deep water stuff. I'm about opposite. A bunch of people, during the winter, I'll go shallow a lot just because that's where I tend to get a little bit bigger bite. I will go offshore. As you know, I mean, I stay out there as much as I can. But we'll go out there and we'll catch numbers this time of year offshore. But it seems like those bigger fish, they're just kind of transition time. During December, January, and February, I'll stay up shallow a lot. Cause I, have, I mean, I, before I start a trip, I'll ask a client to be like, do y'all want to go try to catch some big ones or do y'all want to go out there and catch a bunch? There'll be offshore bite. I'm not saying you're not going to catch a big one because you have a real good chance out there. But shallow, you got a whole lot better chance of having six to eight bites a day with really good quality mixed in. Or offshore, you're liable to go out there and catch 30 a day and you might have, you know, a couple of good fish mixed in. You know, that's that's one good, cool thing about fishing this time of year and, and down there on you fall is if you do got choices. You know, it's just according to what you want. Like you said, you can stay out there and catch it. You know, you still catch a big fish offshore, but you can uh, come inshore and, and, and maybe not catch as many, but maybe catch some bigger ones. So it's it's good that you have those options like that. Will you stay, will you continue throughout the winter to, to do some shallow water fishing? Or is there a point, Clayton, where those fish that are up shallow are going, uh, they all going to bolt when the water gets cool enough and go to a, more of a winter? winter type pattern no they'll stay up there shallow uh the main thing that will make those fish that are shallow fish turn off or either kind of leave is the water level when you fall up you get a real low water level and they don't have the only thing we got left up there shallow you got some wood up there there's three deer right there sorry uh is the like i said the water level if you get a low water level those fish will move off and go offshore but they will come back it either turns them off or either some of them will leave but when the water, a lot of times, you know, this time of year, like last couple of days, we've got a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. When that rain, it'll muddy that water up. Those offshore fish will leave that offshore stuff because they can't see out there. They'll go shallow, and then they'll get up in, you know, some of the reeds and some of the dead water wheel and all that stuff. And that's when it's real fun because you'll catch a, uh, start catching them on swimming a jig, and you can actually move around a little faster. Oh yeah, that is a fun way. That's a fun way to fish right there. So up shallow right now, you're you're fishing jig. You doing any top water up there shallow as well? Yeah, the water temperatures dropped a little much. I mean, you catch some on a buzz bait right now, but I mean the shallow water bite right now. It depends on my client's skill level too. Some people I can't take up there and put an ounce and a half weight in their hand or a swim jig and expect them to get them in the places you know the fish are at. So it kind of depends on my try to adapt my trip, you know, to the skill level of a client that I have. That way it enables them to be able to catch fish. That's right. That's right. So what's kind of your, um, do you, uh, when you're offshore this time of year fishing and you got, got a client and maybe you're, you're trying to catch more of the numbers, do you have to uh, more finesse or slow down? Do you change the way that you're fishing for those fish? Or are they still pretty active and you can be pretty aggressive with them? Yeah, about the same way that I do in the summertime. I mean, I fish a lot of drop shots just because it's easy for a client to, you know, fill a drop shot on the bottom and throw. Carolina rig and a football jig, those are probably three of my favorites. We do catch them on a big plug this time of year when they get really grouped up. And there's a couple schools out there that were really grouped up. And you, can catch them, uh, you can catch them cast after cast on a big plug. But it wears on clients, and sometimes, you know, they'll catch a couple on a plug, and they're like, they'll sit down because they're tired. I'm like, drop shot, they keep catching them. Yeah, oh, that drop shot, it's easy. It's easy. One thing I like about the drop shot and the slower bait is, I mean, you're throwing it in a wad of fish. 
the longer you can keep that bait in that water, the more chance you got to catch the fish instead of moving it through them real fast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now with you follow, y'all don't draw that lake. That, that, that's not a drawdown lake, is it? No. We keep it. They, well, the corks, they'll fluctuate that lake during the wintertime trying to predict rain and stuff anywhere from like 187.8 on up to 190. But a foot and something on you fall is a big deal because when you get out of that river channel, you get up there on those flats. I mean, a foot is a big difference when you get in that grass. Yeah. Well, it's a matter of being in the grass and, and, and the water being out of the grass, I imagine, in, a, in certain situations. It is. I mean, I've had it before where we were on a pretty good shallow bite, and I'd check the water level, and I'd be like, it's kind of iffy if I can even get to it. And you'd go there to go to it, and your trolling motor would be scrubbing bottom, and you wouldn't even be able to throw up there where the fish were at the day before. Right. Yeah. Then you move on back out, <laughs> which is what yeah. you like then to I do. Go back, then I go back out and say, I know exactly what we're going to do. So when you're this time of year, when you're looking for fish offshore on a deeper bite, are you at, you know, we like our guests before and like our guys, you know, we, we had, you know, Jordan and Tucker Smith on and uh, I mean, Logan Parks and Tucker Smith last week talking about their, their big win up on Table Rock and bringing home that million dollar check up there, which is just unbelievable for, for these young guys. But, you know, they're talking about what they do is they ride with their graph and they look for bait fish they're not uh, that's what we 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 are riding doing nothing but looking for bait once we find bait then we see if there's fish around it is it is it that way on eufaula as well or are you i know it's a little different for you because it's it's your home lake yes but, you can and I, i've been doing that a lot this fall and i've been doing it a lot for me too learning What's opened up that whole pattern and that whole bite is Lower Ranch when they came out with the active target. Yep. That has opened up the window to that suspended fish bite that didn't have pressure on it, that now you're able to go out there, find them, and capitalize on it. But, there, yes, there is two ways. They'll get in schools on the ledges, just like they do during the summer. You know, you follow is known as Ledge Lake, and it'll mm-hmm. always be a ledge lake. They'll get out there, and you can grab those where you're down, scan, side scan, and there'll be a school of fish there. There might not be any bait there at the time. But they're sitting there waiting on bait. The further south you go, you can get out there on a bunch of that real deep stuff where the standing timber's at. There's old Indian mounds out there. There's a variety of things you can go out there and look around. But that's where the going and looking for bait and fishing up under the bait, that's where that kind of comes into play. Because it's normally way clearer down there on that very, very south end. But you're right, man. This is This is really a new way to fish, isn't it? That just really yes. has been made possible by the live you know electronics that we have now the forward facing right. electronics it's, just, it's a whole new pattern i'm not gonna say it's in the whole well i hate to say it's a whole new pattern because i mean everybody's done it for a while jigging a spoon and all that stuff but you'd have to get right over them to know it was there well now i mean i'm looking out there 60 feet and 70 feet and i can be like there's a lot of bait and there's four up under it i'll ease up there and just pitch a drop shot or spoon out there and you catch them that's right that's right it's changed it that's for sure um and i look for a a lot of new baits to hit the market within the next 12 months that help you capitalize on that bike maybe something that's not as traditional as a drop shot and a spoon that's your staples right now that and an ice jig and stuff like that you're seeing more of that come into play and i look for maybe some more kind of smaller hair jigs or something to be able to fish out there in front of you with them yeah you probably you're probably sure that that's you're dead on i imagine that's coming because it's 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 definitely a, a big a, a game changer with, with fishing right now and, and being able to fish those suspended fish that are that are around those bait balls that you just couldn't see them before unless like you said you just got right over them and then it was just drop a spoon down. They, so it's totally different those are biters they bite because they're not used to that pressure now yeah. i mean i see it in the next couple of years i mean something else in evolve, but that's the new thing right now and those fish bite most of the time there's a bunch of good ones mixed in with them that's right that's right. That's good stuff, man. Well, if somebody was going to come to you follow this weekend, you know, what would your tip of the day be, Clayton? Oh, the tip of the day, keep an eye on that water level on Lake follow. Keep an eye on the water color. Let that dictate if you're going to go shallow or deep this weekend. They got that uh, Bassmaster Team Championship going on over there right now. It's taking 17 pounds to lead it. I'm sure, and I know a couple guys that are fishing it, and I'm sure they're catching them shallow right now. But I'd keep an open mind right now. Just kind of don't go in with your mindset going, I'm going to go catch them shallow today. 
just keep an open mind and let the water level and the water color dictate what you're doing because it'll change throughout the lake. I mean, I'll break that lake down to three different sections. What's going on on the upper end might not be going on the south end and vice versa. So just keep an open mind when you go out there. So if the water is stained, that's a good, gives you a good idea that you might can go shallow, that you might need to go shallow. Right. If the water's right. up, right. But if the water's low, right. if that water drops, then you know you're going to have to pull back off there offshore and, and, and go to the pull back, back to the ledge. The that's yep. a great if tip. If that's working up north, if that's working up north, don't think that it's working down south because you got a whole different set of conditions down there. That's a great tip, Clayton. Awesome, buddy. Well, hey, man, if somebody wants to book a trip with you and uh, and, and learn you fall and, and catch a bunch of fish and 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 hey do the other thing that you do man you 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 have another service besides fishing and that's teaching people how to use electronics and in today's world holy man i i don't know that there's much more important than that yeah i've taken out a bunch of people that spend a lot of money on electronics that they don't know what they're looking at or they're not getting the most benefits out of those electronics that they have it could be a wiring issue it could be an installation issue it could be just them reading it, but I try to get everybody, you know, where they can read them and make that learning curve a whole lot shorter than them spending days and days on the water idling. Yeah, because it's just it just shortens the learning curve for for us. And because uh, I imagine if I got one on my, I, I don't have one, and if I did, I I would have to, you know, I'd want to come down and spend a day on a lake with you, just to uh, just to shorten the learning curve, if nothing else, right? That's right. And the way gas prices are. I promise you go come out a whole lot cheaper taking a day trip than spending all that gas money idling around, not knowing exactly what you're looking like, looking Abs- at. Absolutely, man. Well, well, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? If somebody wants to book a trip to do either one. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Lake You Follow Fishing Guy, Clayton Bats. Um, website, lakeyoufollowfishingguide.com. Or either they can just give me a call, 334-310-8338. Good stuff, man. Well, y'all give Clayton a call. Hey, buddy, always love having you on here. And uh, look forward to having you on and talking to you again soon, my friend. No problem. As you know, me and you were talking about earlier about deer hunting. If anybody wants to trade some land and some hunting for a guide trip, just hit me up, too. Hey, there you go, man. That's the that's, that's <laughs> offer of the day right there. <laughs> that's good stuff. All right, Clayton, be safe out there, brother. We'll talk to you again soon. No problem. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. All right, guys, let's take just a little break and hear from some of our sponsors this week. The hunting exchange. In this day and age, we all know it's a struggle to sell hunting equipment on large social media platforms. And that's where the hunting exchange steps in. Hunting exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. Whether you're looking to sell your bow, broadheads, technical apparel, stands, saddles, or anything in between, this secure platform allows you to buy and sell gear with confidence. As a buyer, each dollar you spend is insured by PayPal, and as a seller, there are no hidden charges like other platforms, and listing items are also free. Gone are the days of having listings removed from Facebook and worrying about being banned and removed from groups for wanting to sell something as simple as your bow or a knife. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by... Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Welcome back to the show, guys. And hey, man, what a what another good segment that was. And I love 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 having uh, Clayton on. Uh, he's always one of my favorite guys down there in Eufaula area. And and man, that dude, it, it don't matter when he goes. He's catching fish and 
and uh, he knows those electronics so good and knows that ledge fishing so good and, and the lake. So y'all be sure and give him a call if you're looking to go to Eufaula. But let's get to segment three, man. I always love going up to the Tennessee River to my guys up there. And Captain Ty Cox, one of my favorites as well. What's going on, Ty? What about it, man? How are y'all doing today? Man, doing good, buddy. Doing good. Just uh, living the dream here in Alabama, watching this weather change on us constantly. I hear you. I'm going to tell you, I liked it about two days ago when it was about 70 degrees. Right. You know, when we talk about two days ago, it was 70. And I know you had a trip today, and we've had two cold days. How does the fishing change from 70 degrees two days ago to in the 50s now, you know? Um, you know, it really didn't change it a whole lot. I mean, textbook, you think, oh, yeah, they got locked, y'all. The water temperature didn't change that much because the air temperature was still uh it's so cold at night mm-hmm. i mean uh, the water temp was 55 two days ago today it was 55 so it didn't really affect it that much um our biggest thing affecting the bike right now is the water level they can't get it in their mind if they're gonna pull the plug on it and drain it dry or keep it at winter pool or what they're gonna do I got to the boat ramp this morning. It looked like they drained the plug on it. Was going to dry, drain the whole lake dry. Now, where were you fishing? At? What, where were you at this morning? I put in uh, JP Coleman on Pickwick. On so Pickwick, about Mid Lake. Yep, Mid Lake. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest. Uh, when I got to the boat ramp this morning, it was the lowest I've seen it in years. Uh, I've never seen the lake that low in a long time. Wow! And that's them pulling it down to that level. Yeah, you know we're supposed to get some storms coming in Friday and saturday or whatnot i don't know if they pulled it down that low to make up for the rain coming or, or what they're gonna do but boy they had it sucked down that's for sure you know we had a we had a guy on before you the segment before you we had captain zeke on and, and zeke fishes uh logan martin a good bit lives on the lake and that's where he guides out mm-hmm. of there and lay lake a lot but Zeke was like, man, I love when they pull this water down. I, I, it's my favorite time of the year on Logan Martin because it's just, I guess it's less places for the fish to be. You know, they can't go in the back of these pockets and sloughs and creeks because there ain't no water there. Do you find it the same in Pickwick or does it create more of a challenge than an opportunity there? To an extent, I love it when they drop the water. They can drop it too much. Like today, they dropped it too much. And basically what that does, so what we've been doing is catching our fish on these shallow river bars, and, I mean, the grass growing up on them, so you just say your grass is topped out about two to three foot under the water. We're catching them on a rattle trap, chatterbait, all that. Well, when they dropped it down to 409, which is winter pool, that's all fine and dandy because it's, like you said, less places for them to get to. You know exactly where they're going to pull out. Well, when you roll up in there like this morning, they've done dropped it another foot from 409, which they don't usually do. A lot of them places that he was catching fish ain't in the water no more. Mm. So, uh, I mean, it, it can make it challenging when it gets that low, but I agree. Um, pulling the water down helps it, but to a certain extent, it can start hurting it. And, and too, like today, like we was catching them in a back, little back channel that you had to go over a river bar, a shallow river bar to get into. Well, today, the only way you could have got back there is got out of your boat and walked across the river bar on dry land and threw over in there. So, I mean, you couldn't get your boat back in there today. So, it just make, it makes it to where it's obstacles like that, which... Uh, right. And don't get me wrong, if they, if they... The thing is, they won't keep it this low, but like for a day or mm-hmm. a day or two, and then they'll shoot it right back up. But so it's not like you have enough time to really adjust to it dropping that low before it goes back up. Yeah, and that's a, and, and I was just sitting here thinking about that too, comparing the two lakes and 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 what you were telling me about how they do at Pickwick. You know, the, a big difference at Logan Martin is when they pull that water down. It's down for it's down through March. I mean, it's a, a April or I think it's May actually before they start pulling it back up. So yeah. they drop it down. And the fish get stabilized and they get used to it being down and, and the fishermen get used to, to where the fish are, where scenario you're talking about is totally different. 
because they drop it real quick one day, like you get to the ramp this morning and, and they dropped it another foot and then tomorrow it may be back up. And so the fish never really have time to maybe stabilize to, to, to the water drop fluctuations. Yeah. And that's like, I think our, our winter pool is 409 and our summer pool is somewhere around 414. So it'll fluctuate that five months, but it's when it's when that water drops below 409 is when it can get tricky. Yeah. But hey, I mean, it it was tough fishing today, but the bites we got was big ones. Um, I mean, we could have had we could have had 19 or 20 pounds with our best five. So I mean, good gracious. Uh, it de- it definitely don't keep them from not biting. You know what I mean? So have you? Uh, well, y'all, and I'm assuming y'all were fishing for for large mouth this morning right it's not not small mouth yeah, right yeah we was we was we was going for large mouth uh, i believe we did we we did catch two small mouth mixed in with them which but that's not un, uncommon but we was we was we was targeting large mouth in the grass what now what are you fishing with in the grass you you, you mentioned rattle trap is that is that kind of you know so the the grass yeah, you're talking we, about and i'm just trying to get a picture of it here you're fishing obviously in, in fairly shallow water, but the grass isn't coming all the way to the top. You said the grass is still topping out under the that, water level. That, yeah, that's where, it's just where our, uh, it's just where some of that grass has just died off and what would have been a grass mat there in the fall, it just, it's under the water now and it's dying for the winter and them fish is just in it and you can, you can really get that chatterbait and that uh, lipless crankbait through there and they're just, so what it is to get a better picture is I say a shallow river bar. So like your boat will be sitting in twelve foot, but it, where you're casting, where the grass is, ain't but like I said, you know, three, four, five foot deep. So it's pretty much just a river ledge, but the top of the river ledge just it tops out real shallow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, your wobbles be sitting. I mean, your lobbles be sitting a good ways off the bank, but you're actually, I mean, the fish ain't sitting in but about four foot of water. Two, right. two three, four foot. So, so they just, uh, and don't get me wrong, there's still, and there's, a, and there's a good number of fish around, you know, on the bank, but it just seems like if you can get on that river bite and on them shallow bars out there, all, I call it shallow offshore fishing is what I call it. And if you can get on that deal, I mean, it's, the size of your fish go up tremendously. So you're, what you're doing is you're, you're like in, uh, in, 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 in Pickwick, obviously it's, it's like a lot of lakes, it's just wide, big lake and, but you're finding the main river channel and then you're, you're finding where that river channel comes up into shallower water with grass on it. And that's yes, kind of finding the yeah. fish. Yep. That's exactly right. You liable to be sitting in the middle of the lake where that river channel comes up, but if it comes up shallow enough to where you can get a lipless crankbait just bumping the top of that grass, you in you in the money. You in business. You hey, in nineteen business. pounds this time of year, that's a heck of a that's a strong day. Yeah, uh and you know, we, we sort of have that winter trail series that fish every other weekend on the lake and I mean I can remember back a couple of years ago, if you didn't have 25 pounds, don't show up at the weigh-in. But, you know, it seems like the normal now is, you know, 20, 21. My dad, my dad got second in it this past weekend with 18. So that's what I was telling them boys on that trip today. I mean, 18, 19, 20 pounds right now is a, a, a good stranger of fish. You're dang right. You dang hey, right. Hey, it's a good stranger. I tell people I would take, I would take 18 pounds in a tournament four times and I wouldn't cause you'll get paid with 18 way more than you won't get paid with 18. That's exactly right. Yeah. What do you think the difference is this year? I mean, you, you know, you talk about, you know, and Pickwick has been, I don't know, man, you know, I, I get, I get the luxury of being able to doing this show and talking to people all over the state. And it just seems like Pickwick's been better than most lakes this year. It seems like it's just been a really hot lake, but, but then again, you know, you, you hear, uh, you know, with you talking about, you know, normally this time of year, you may, you may see 20, 24, 25, and now you, you're winning with 18, 19. Yeah. Is it just, you know, is there, is something changed uh, or is it just nature and 
just the way things go. Man, I'm going to be honest with you as I can be. I think it's pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, they wasn't many, including myself. I didn't fish in the wintertime when I was, you know, several years ago. I deer hunted. So I, I, I never even knew a bass would bite in the winter. And it, uh, it seems like when that Alabama rig come out and everybody was posting pictures of them giant strangers they was catching on it, of course, including myself, everybody had to get on that. So uh, the wintertime fishing has just got more popular over the years. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I tell anybody, a bass is not a dumb creature. They get used to that stuff. So when they see, when they see a bunch of wires with five minners hanging off of it, they they. I think they know what that is sometimes. They know that thing ain't real. So it's just, I think they're just getting more used to, you know, some of the baits we throw and all that. There's just several aspects that go into it. And which, and too, uh, I will say uh, our grass hasn't been as good this year. The past couple of years, we haven't had as, as good as grass as we used to. So that, that helped, that hurt it a little bit. But well, the, the, the one can. The the consistent thing that I've that I've heard, you know, especially over the last two years, and it seems like even more this year than last, it, that COVID has done is it's got people on the water. There's more fishermen this last year than there's probably ever been on these lakes ever. And and like you said, man, that's got to have an effect on these fish. It's got to. Uh, not just the, you know, I mean, they're, they're just seeing more lures than they've ever seen before. And at some point it, it's got to, they got to wise up to it a little bit. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's just like I, me and my dad was talking about the other day. If you've got a big buck on camera and you go in there and you hunt him for every day for two weeks, he's going to wise up and figure out you've been in there. The bass is the same way you can you get to where they're pressured every every day of the week and they're going to wise up just like that buck deer. So, I mean, they ain't, they're smart creatures. Yeah. Yeah. They're survivors. Right. And, and, and just like those, That's those white tailed deer are, they're survivors. And if you, if they mm-hmm. think they're going to cut down on their survival, they're going to go somewhere else. And, and we heard that all through the summer, you know, when we've talked to people about ledge fishing and, and usually, you know, you, you got a summertime pattern, you are catching these fish on the ledges. People weren't doing it this year. Because everybody was fishing the ledges and the fish left, it seemed like. It just wasn't yeah. the same ledge bite as it's been in the past. And it's, it's got to be pressure. Hey, I will tell you what I've done today. I found me a school of them in about 16 foot of water that would bite, though. Did uh, you really? Yeah, that uh, that interested me big time. Because well, when the Alabama rig first come out, you know, we really didn't know nothing about that shallow grass fishing in the wintertime. So we just fished the... We fished the lake out deep just like we would in the summertime. Yep. But it seemed like over the years, we just we quit doing as good, doing fishing that way. And uh, one of the places that we used to catch them deep in the wintertime, I rolled over at about lunchtime today, and there was about 20 of them sitting down there. And uh, that was fun to do because them ain't seen a bait in months. And, and then uh, they right. Yeah. They, uh, they, they, they like that Alabama rig down there. Uh, well, it's funny. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because there again on the segment before you, that's exactly, he, he, that's exactly on Logan Martin, what he was talking about. He's like, man, he said, we we're finding these suspended fish and we're finding these bait balls and we're just looking with our, we're just riding with our forward face sonar. We're finding a bait ball and then finding the fish under it and throwing Alabama rig and killing them. Yep. that's a good way to do it this time of year that's for sure yeah man that's good sure. good stuff good stuff buddy well if you got a tip for us for today what would your tip of the day be if somebody's headed up there to the tennessee river to pickwick what would your tip of the day be uh definitely the tip of the day be if you get on one of them shallow river bars and you catch one fish throw back in there because there's usually three or four with him uh because today we went, we would go down to miles and miles of stretches of river bars and you'd fish, you'd fish a half a mile and then you'd just get to one little section of it that they'd be grouped up in. And, uh, you'd go on another little piece without getting bit. And when you got bit again, there'd be several more. So you, 
tip of the day would definitely be if you get bit, definitely make sure you throw back in that area because there's usually a, a school of them hanging around. When you're fishing that grass, you're just you're just taking, like you said, a lipless crankbait, a chatterbait, and you're trying to just tickle the top of that grass pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I was telling uh, the boys that went with me today. I said, you just, you want to reel that thing fast enough to where you can just feel that thing bump the top of that grass about every other crank. And then in a minute, when you get you a big clump of it, you just, you know, snap the rod real good. and snap that out. Lipless crankbait or chatterbait out of there. And when you snatch it out of that bigger clump, more time, nine times out of ten, he's going to bite it right then. I'll be dang. Good stuff, man. That's a great tip, Ty. I appreciate that, buddy. Hey, if somebody wants to book oh, a trip up there uh, with you and, and, and put a good good mess of fish in the boat and learn a lot about the lake and, and about how to catch these fish on this wintertime pattern, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, the best way would either just be call or text me on my cell phone. My number is uh, 662-891-0104. Or also, you can look me up on Facebook at uh, First Flight Outdoors, and uh, uh, you can message me on Facebook or or uh, even email me at tycox at hammerrods dot com. But uh, definitely, definitely, uh, just text or text or call me would be probably the most easiest because I always got that phone on me. Good stuff, man. Well, Ty, man, appreciate your time today, buddy, and stay safe out there. Y'all give Ty a call, book a trip with him. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all have a good Merry Christmas. You too. Same to you, brother. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, guys, let's take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And brought to you by Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats, and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. And brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well-stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. All right, guys, welcome back. Hey, what a great show today. I, I knew it'd be a good one and, and some great callers from around the state. Always love having, having Ty and, and Zeke and Clayton. These guys are, are professionals and uh, you can bet they're always catching fish if anybody is. So we appreciate those guys being on and Appreciate you guys listening, most of all, man. I hope everybody is getting prepared for Christmas. I know we've been out doing a little shopping today and doing all of our, uh, hey, man, I'm loving this Amazon shopping thing, man. That's made, made life a lot easier, that's for sure. But that is going to be a wrap for this week's show. If you're enjoying the podcast, as always, please take just a minute, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review wherever you listen. And if you'd like us to email you the podcast, we'll do it each and every week. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we will email you the show each and every week. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe out there on the water, and we'll talk to you all next time.
This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and, and give Norman a call. And brought to you by BM Pole Company is more than just panfish. Check out their Sam Super Salt Series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish at bnmpoles.com. And brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs as well as motor sales and services and now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com.